Hey, everybody. I'm so excited. I can't stand it. The new commemorative Kate Daly Show coin limited edition is here. It's ready. And you can purchase one. You can help Truth and Radio. 99 bucks. And of course, for value, you've got a real silver coin. And that sits on, in your pocket, which is real nice at $40, $45 value. And it's only supposed to skyrocket. So it's a good investment. It's an investment into silver. It's an investment into Truth and Radio. The coin itself says, be faithful, be fearless, just like we need to be. And modeled after the flowing hair coin. That was the first coin ever minted in the United States, ever. 1794, when we became a country. Let's celebrate history. Let's celebrate truth and radio. And the show needs it. We need your help. We can't go on. It's a very expensive show. We cannot do this without you. We can't grow without you. And so this is a limited edition. Please get one before they're gone. And let me just tell you, this coin is gorgeous. You can go see it at katedallyradio.com. Really easy to order. You just click on the link. It takes you two seconds. But if you can order several of these or order one for yourself and maybe some for friends or family, it's a great way to celebrate what's so important in this country. Truth, education, all the things that we need as a populace. And I love the guests that I have on the show. I love the co-hosts like Chris Ann Hall coming on to educate us. And let me just tell you, this is worth it. This is a way that instead of just listening, you can act by having one of these in your home. It comes in a beautiful case. And on the back, it says, in God, we trust united. We stand also on the front. It says the Kate Daly show, be faithful and be fearless. I hope we always remain faithful and fearless because that's what it's going to take to get through all of this. And I hope that you purchase one of these coins, please, to keep this show on the air. And uh, a big thank you, big heartfelt thank you from me, all the co-hosts, because this show is not corporate owned. We run from you. We run off of you. And I thank you. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Please go purchase one of these. We've been waiting for this for a long time and get one before it's gone. Thanks. KateDallyRadio.com. Look for the link on the top. The show today is canceled due to human-caused global warming. Or is it uh, cooling now? Or is it both, warming and cooling? <clears throat> Whatever the government says, I believe them. The Kate Daly Show starts now. I've got children. I've got 21, 23-year-old children. And what's their future with you people with money? You, you, you talk about money all of the time. Okay, okay. Sit down, please. Sit down, please. In the front row. In 2011, my wife and I were in Antarctica, renewing our vows. For most of you that don't know, Antarctica's on a mountaintop. Okay? And uh, there is a $500 million fa um, facility, uh, scientific facility there, and, and the scientists came to give us presentations about global warming. And they had cores of ice that they had drilled. They had drilled four or 5,000 cores and they only brought 15 or 20. So they're going through the second or third core and they said uh, 275,000 years ago, this was the temperature, blah, 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 blah. And then 55,000 years ago, the world was two degrees warmer Celsius than it is today. This is 2011. And oh, stop, stop, stop. And he said, and I said, well, you mean the whole world? He says, yes. And the poles are only benchmarks. And I said, well, what about the things that the, the young woman alluded to? Okay. And he said, it's all cyclical. And although the gas may have exacerbated it, in the cosmos of time, it's not a fart in the wind. In the cosmos of time, of the 13.8 billion years, it's not a fart in the wind. Now, my direct answer to your question 
If that were really true, would you believe? And let's just for a moment say that it is true. That means that the best scenario vis-a-vis -vis global warming is about 10 feet raising water. That's the best scenario over the next 40, 50 years. That's the best scenario. The worst scenario is about 100 feet. But let's just take the 10 feet. If the water on the planet is going to rise up 10 feet, that means the southern part of the United States is gone. England is gone. Most of Europe is gone. And I can go, uh, most of Central America is gone. Okay. If that's the case, let's just take Florida, for example, which is one of the fastest growing condominium, beachfront condominiums on the planet. In the prospectus, when you invest, there should be, in the footnotes, if global warming is for real, they won't put it that way, global warming happens and water rises 10 feet, this investment you made is not one single investment prospectus written since 2000, this century, has alluded to global warming. If it were really true, the banks wouldn't invest, the banks wouldn't finance. So the people that have the money, and I'm, I'm jealous of the Vice President Gore, I am jealous he came up with a scam before I did, because the financial institutions, the banks of this world know it's not going to happen. Otherwise, you couldn't get a loan in London. You know those 30, 40-year mortgages? The world will be over by then. Is Barclays Bank going to give you a loan? With the greatest respect, ma'am, it's the greatest fraud that's been perpetrated on mankind this century. Love it. Dan Pena, billionaire. Love it. Ah, it's always refreshing to hear something like that, isn't it? And I also have another clip for you that I am dying to play for you because along the same lines, it can help you uh, kind of put this into perspective for your kids and help you uh, understand it yourself and then also let other people know exactly what's going on. Welcome to the, the Kate Daly Show. Last hour, it's Thursday, right? Yes, George Webb and uh, Investigator Dave join me tomorrow for the Friday show. And Uncle Milty, so glad you're with me. Nice. We, we were just cracking up during this video because I love how yeah. <laughs> I love how Dan Pena just says it. Uh -huh. He said it with a, not, a lot more swear words. I had to yeah, take those out, but like... it was so funny because that woman, I've got 26 year old children. <laughs> I'm like, well, that says it all. I mean, in a nutshell, doesn't it? Oh, good grief. These people. So talk about the conspiracy theory of all conspiracy theories. And that would be climate change. That is an actual conspiracy theory. Uh, with no facts, not one. So Absolutely. let me, I want to play this because I think this is, is so good, but I can tell you right now, how do you end a debate with a person who is, I mean, irate over the climate and won't let it go. And how do, what, what do you say to somebody like this to end the conversation? You simply ask them how it's affected their life Yeah. so far. In the they, 40, 50, 60 years they've been on the planet, how has it affected them? And then they start calling you names. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, because it hasn't affected them. That's the problem. It hasn't. It hasn't affected you. It hasn't affected me. And so this, this invisible problem that they've come up with isn't there. And uh, so this piece I want to play is excellent and it comes from it comes from a uh, a physicist a, a physicist named brian cat 
So just listen to how he answers these questions. I thought this was uh, so good. Here we go. I think we, we, look, we all accept we're in a period of global warming, but a lot of people are, are panicking, aren't they? Um, uh, yes. <laughs> are they right to panic? No. Um, they should relax, basically, um, simply because if they were to go and look at the natural history of the Earth, which has all been unravelled since these m climate myths were created by the UN, they'd find that actually what is happening now is almost totally normal. And the Earth, on the short term, forget ice ages, it's con that's a confusing thing, but for the last 10,000 years, which is a short warm period within an ice age cycle, it goes up and down about a degree at the equator, two degrees at the poles, about every thousand years. Um, and it's perfectly normal. And the rate of rise now, before people start, obviously people might phone in with this one, the rate of rise is not unusual either. It's about one degree in a century. And it goes up and down while it's, it can go up and down a degree while it's doing that. Yes. And that's a global average over 30 years. It's not the weather. So. <laughs> So we've got on one side, we've got the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, we've got thousands of supposed experts yep. all stuffing th stuff into their models. Um, why are they wrong? Um, well, because their presumptions that they feed into their models are wrong. And I think we talked <laughs> briefly about this. It's called GIGO, garbage in, garbage out. That's the point. And one of the assumptions they put in is there's no natural change. So if the change that they assign to carbon dioxide is actually natural, there is no anomalous diff uh, in, what's the word I want? Ex additional change to be observed. So it's not actually happening. And there's a very good reason why that could be so. Stop me if you bore you. <laughs> Which is that it's a very small effect, the greenhouse effect. Within the overall parameters of the atmosphere, there are much bigger things at work, like the sun shining on it and the gravity pulling the atmosphere onto the ground, which basically sets what the temperature gradient, all this sort of stuff. But the control is from the oceans. The clouds control. The clouds are the control of Earth's climate stability. So, so in a sense, you think that people are panicking unnecessarily, um, and we've been warming now for the last sort of 150 years or yep. so, yep. give or take, uh, since about 1850. There's something interesting about that, that period, isn't it? Tell, tell us about that, because... It, why do they choose that point? Well, oh, that's because it's the lowest point. We are at one degree above the coldest it's been in the last 10,000 years. Which just, let's just repeat that. I mean, that's remarkable. And the other remarkable thing is it's two degrees cooler than the warmest it's been in the last th eight, 10,000 years, which so, is the Egyptian and the Minoan period. So this is really important, folks, because this is data and uh, that uh, essentially... Uh, the IPCC, they always talk about that we are uh, one degree higher than, than the pre-industrialization period, that 150 years ago. But what you're saying, Brian, is that was the lowest point in the last 10,000 years. Correct. So, so in a sense, that's why we shouldn't be panicking and that it's been much warmer in, in two or three previous periods. Yes, and in the last interglacial, which was 130,000 years ago, when the country is much, pretty much where it is now, about 50 degrees north from the equator, there were hippopotami and elephants on the banks of the River Thames. That, that, was, that would be quite a sight now, wouldn't it? it? Would. And, and it's well known, this is natural history, and it's, it was six degrees warmer than it is now. And there were humans wandering around the place, presumably hunter-gathering happily. Um, we're a tropical species. Hmm. So, I love, I love how I kept getting asked this. So, 
We really don't know. Like, it was funny because it just, it's, I think it's shocking because you have people who declare themselves as an expert coming out and telling you we're going to fry at the end of the decade. Yeah. Well, that was a great explanation, wasn't it? It well, was a great explanation. It is. You know, you know, the entire Southwest United States right now, the uh-huh. big, the big problem is this drought, right? Uh-huh. So if you live in California, New Mexico, Texas, Nevada. Yeah. Uh, Utah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Utah. <clears throat> Drought, drought, drought. And it's Mm -hmm. being caused by global warming. (laughs) Yep. And so I did a little research Uh today. And the from 1890 to 2020, Mm -hmm. the entire change in temperature in the in the southwest United States was 1.2 degrees. (laughs) (gasps) No. And by gosh, we're cooking because of it. We're cooking. I mean, what he said about choosing a point in the in the mid 1800s i mean i could say i could go to the hottest day of the summer so far and say that is the course uh, that we're taking and we're basically going to be you know flying into the sun and burning um because every day is like that right yeah it's really easy to manipulate science and the reason i'm (laughs) reason whatever science is anymore i don't don't even know it's like a total joke but um, but what, the reason I'm bringing it up, it's twofold. Um, there's some information about the person that oversees this in the King Fraudalot administration. And also because the Dissident and Food Shortage Act that they just came out with, um, you know, gives a substantial amount of billions, almost $400 billion to start with just inside this one bill, not to mention yeah. all the other bills. Okay. So ask yourself this, where is that money going? What's it, what's it going for? How do you how do you how do you pay money to this issue if you think it's real? Number one, because obviously you think we're doing something, so it's penalizing us, regulating us, mm-hmm. taxing us, whatever, under these new green conditions that don't do anything, mm-hmm. but they think it does something in their head. That's why this is such a it's a, such a theory. And um, starting with the UN putting it out there after World War II. You didn't hear about this really before World War II. You heard about, you heard the propaganda machine kind of rev up once the UN got rolling, and uh, and the thousand year cycles. You, you cannot affect it as much as the sun coming up in the morning. Doesn't matter if you have a little straw or a little paper bag or whatever you're doing. It does nothing as much as tomorrow's sunrise will rise. And you can't do a darn thing about it. You can't sway it. And you can't get it to rise any earlier. Not a bit. Not a bit. We're going to come right back. We'll take your calls. But I have so much to say on this and some information for you on this, too, as far as what I just said. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. This is the somber part. Okay, here we go. I'm Earth, the planet that you're on, you know. But I'm not feeling so well. 
Her temperatures rising, species are dying, floods, droughts, and fires no longer surprising. I'm losing trees on my island slowly disappear. Really where? It's getting harder and harder to make a home for you. It is, we have lots of land. Hey Earth, let me break it down for him. We're making those greenhouse gases oh. Trapping heat in the atmosphere They come from cars and plastics Not EVs factories here We're burning oil and coal Ooh. And all that natural gas Releasing carbon dioxide and methane And releasing them fast But hey, folks gotta live Yeah People need to live But look at what you give To the children after you It's for the children You need me Over two EVs, our cardboard go for a back ride. We'll stop using plastic things and take our own bags to the store. That'll help. Let's change up the way we eat. A little less milk and meat. You get the idea, right? That's sold to our kids. That's insanity. That's sold to our kids. Um. If you can just eat a little less cow and a, and a little less milk and you can just have your little shopping bag, you can save the poor earth. The poor. It reminds me of the, of the songs with the bill. I'm just a bill. I mean, and he acts like, I'm the sad bill. If you don't pass me, you should always pass bills. Always. And uh, it kind of reminded me of that because it was kind of the same MO with the earth. Look at me. I'm so dead. Um, wow. Yeah. I like the way they focused on CO2. Yeah. I, <laughs> There's a group of scientists that have made a statement about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1,100 of them have signed this document. Mm-hmm. And here's one thing they say. CO2 is not a pollutant. It is an essential to all life on Earth. Right. More CO2 is favorable for nature, greening our planet. Additional CO2 mm-hmm. in the air has promoted growth in global plant biomass. It is also profitable for agriculture. They... <laughs> They might as well just come out and just go, health is bad. Yeah. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Oh, come on. Have no some patience, patience with me. <laughs> um, I'm trying. I'm trying my best. Uh, the New American. I love the New American. You guys should check that out. Uh, they had a great piece. It's not filled with um, opinion. That's why I like the newamerican.com. And uh, they had a great piece that, oh, by the way, just, you know, just for record's sake, uh, Australia's Great Barrier Reef is just, it's surviving the climate change just fine. Okay. So there you go. All right. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. <laughs> go right ahead. Yeah, Kate, just a couple of things. Number one, I wouldn't trust computer models as far as I could throw them. Um, I don't know how the National Weather Service is out in your area, but out mm-hmm. here, they put out a seven day forecast and they change it, I don't know how many times before you ever get to the seventh day. <laughs> So right. if they can't get that one right, how are they going to get the global warming thing right? You know. Yeah, it's so true. So that's, Absolutely. That's the first part of it. Second part of mm-hmm. it is I've been seeing articles where it's come out now that a lot of these places have been putting thermometers in places known to be mm-hmm. extra warm in order yeah. to promote the global warming theory. Yep. And the question that I've had is it's a mystery to me why most metropolitan areas always have their thermometers in airports. <laughs> <laughs> it is curious, isn't it? 
You're right. Yeah, because yeah. you got the combined heat off the runways, and then you got the combined heat off mm-hmm. the jet engines. Right. So yeah, that's well, going to warm stuff up. When you're desperate to prove a theory that isn't true, you'll go to those links. You'll put something to the airport. I mean, you'll do it, and they have been doing it. So yeah, strange, so, strange just, times. Just the, just a thought. Thank you. Thanks for that. Um, I know when I believed in global warming, <laughs> mm-hmm. I used to run up to the top of the Haleakala crater <laughs> in Hawaii to take my temperature reading. Yeah, almost sacrifice yourself for the uh, ever high temperature reading, falling in the volcano. Yes, uh, that's exactly what's going on. It's yeah. such a manipulation. I also wanted, there was a great piece on Lou Rockwell, and it was all about the White House climate science overseer. Well, I hate to say this, but she was sanctioned and barred by the National Academy of Sciences. Why, you ask? Because uh, she worked with some scientists on her so-called proof, and one of them turned out to be her brother-in-law. It always works this way. We just did a story like this, did we not? Where the person was the sister? Okay, uh-huh. you're, you're, you're just, things are just flying all around him if you're wondering what's going on well. in the studio. He's dropped water tissue boxes. He's a hot mess over here. Is it the climate change? It's that, I'm, I'm so <laughs> the, upset. Right? I know, it's just, things are just flying everywhere. Just wanted you to know the noise. Um, so Jane Lubchenko, uh, the <laughs> Lubchenko, the deputy director for climate and environment for King Fraudalot. He was the pit. She was the pick. Uh, office uh, White House Office of Science and Technology Policy. Ask yourself if that should exist. Anyway. Well, thank God it was a she. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if she was, uh, she actually she had been editing these papers, and then of course. You know, you find out that her brother-in-law's on there to shore up the paper for her. And so it was a code of conduct uh, that got her in trouble, Section 3. So I just wanted you guys to know that. And then, of course, the Barrier Reef. The The Barrier Reef is just fine. It's funny how they love to use the Barrier Reef. They, 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 They love it. It's just like this little little mountain they can climb on and and act like oh my gosh the reefs just like uh the polar bears okay they show the one sick one but you know you know what i'm saying so the hysteria over all of this is pretty funny because it's the world's largest reef coral system if there was sincerely a problem really happening to us over the last 60 years you'd probably notice it maybe there wouldn't you think 1400 miles along the northern coast of queensland For several years, all these alarmists have been claiming that the Great Barrier Reef, along with the coral reef and the uh, systems in the planet, on the planet, are essentially doomed because of climate change. Yeah, go ahead. No, they used to go take pictures. About 10 years ago, they'd go down to Australia and go diving and Mm -hmm. take pictures of coral that had been bleached white. Right. Right. And say, this this is going to happen to the entire reef. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Never. And so the predictions have become really apocalyptic for this reef. And a 2020 story, of course on CBS, they're such lying scumbags, exclaimed that half the, half the great, half of the Great Barrier Reef's corals have been killed by climate change. Just done away with. And a Sri Lanka uh, uh, source even announced in 2019 that the Great Barrier Reef is dead. It's just dead. Okay. So that is not the case. It's doing just fine, if you'd like to know. Um, And uh, it's not being hit at all. There's nothing wrong. It's uh, 
And now, so the manipulation is this. Now they're calling it a widespread recovery. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know you were sick. <laughs> so why, widespread recovery of the highest coral uh, cover. It's, uh, you guys, you can't make this stuff up. It's that bad. Well, it's that bad. It's just hilarious that none of their predictions came mm-hmm. to pass. I know. So in 2022, the big announcement is... Yeah. The reef continues to recover. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, <laughs> oh, you guys, it's just so stupid. And uh, there's so many people out there that just believe, believe, believe. And I don't know what to say about these people because if you have to change the narrative every decade, there's something wrong with your narrative. Yeah. Don't you think? Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. You know, there's something in our, uh, our makeup that, uh, we have to communicate so every day we get up and we hear things uh-huh. and I think our default reaction is to give it some credence. Right. So we have to continue to fight this today and when you're bringing up the barrier reef, I'm still waiting for the lethal extinction level event of Fukushima. Yeah. Because, yeah. because they yeah. told us that so much right. uh, radiation is going into the uh, uh-huh. ocean and it's swirling around the Pacific. Well, it's been almost uh, nine years, no, tw- uh, 12 years, Yeah. or whatever it was, uh, and things are coming back. Right. You still get stories about how there's no starfish, but can you believe these stories? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For a few years, there was only one report mm-hmm. from Arnie Gunderson, who used to be a well-thought-out guy, mm-hmm. saying the Pacific Ocean was dead. Right. Well, it turns out he's a CAA operative. I think he worked for National <laughs> Geographic. Yeah. Uh, and I know. The reef is back, and yeah. we haven't been starved from sardines. Yeah. Let's face it, the fish should be dead. I know, but how has your so life been impacted? How much have been we been sold on radiation danger, really? But how has your life been impacted? I mean, let us know. How, how, is it, how has it been impacted by the climate change you've been experiencing for the last 60 years? I mean, they said. Well, the pain. <laughs> what you got to do with it? You know, hot days, cold days, while it's raining. One thing I, I have a hard time Winter, summer, fall, yeah. spring. Yeah, I've winter. I've been here for like nine well, years. But yeah, well, it's summer. The skies yeah. sure are filled with gray yeah. clouds that don't generally bear rain. Are they spring or not? I've seen it a few times, the zigzag lines. But well, I can't that's believe. My, that's my, I can't believe summer yeah. is acting so summery. Thank yeah. you so much. Really appreciate it. I, and winter so wintry. I mean, come on. It is a pain. I wish he hadn't brought up Fukushima. Why? It reminds me of the time I had to quit eating fish for about 10 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I just want you guys to know the headlines for the polar bears. Okay. 2018 National Geographic. 2018 February. Polar bears are starving because of global warming. Now, just like the food crisis that Uncle Milty so eloquently, eloquently pointed out to us, you know, that people are not starving in America. Okay. This is why they call it food, like necessity, right? Right. Isn't that what they call it? Food. No, it's food uh, food, uh, insecurity. 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 So polar bears are starving because of global warming. Now think to yourself, this was 2018. When did they, when did they bury all the starving polar bears? I'm just asking for a friend. The sharks ate them. (laughs) (laughs) The sharks ate them. It's like they're starving. They can't eat. They're starving. And there's, they've been starving since 2018. Yeah. But they're not dead yet. So there must be very resilient, I have to point out. And um, also worldlife, worldwidelife.org, six ways loss of Arctic ice impacts everyone. How has it impacted all of you? 
I'm just curious, asking for a friend again, uh, how has Arctic, the loss of Arctic ice that they claim impacted you? You know, the interesting thing about the polar bears is uh-huh. there's actually more of them now. Yeah. And I apparently what happened is they realized they were starving, so they started breeding more. Oh, well, <laughs> darn it. <Yeah>. So. <laughs> Those starving polar bears having babies, how dare they? They're ruining our narrative. Yeah. There's more than ever. Um, and uh, also, of course, 2021 Arctic sea ice is disappearing. How many headlines for how many decades can you can they say it's disappearing, but it's still not gone? Just asking. I'm just asking the the, the the obvious question. This is how stupid, and I hate to say that because it sounds mean, but I don't really care. This is how stupid climate change people are. It's disappearing. Do you know how many times Leonardo DiCaprio in his in his strange and weirdo career has claimed this over the last 20 years? So when do they finally die? When does the, when is the ice finally gone? Just riddle me that. Good hell. Be right back. Kate Talbot Show. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back. Hold on, caller. This was Kristen Bell, right? Kristen Bell, the actress, the little blonde, okay? And uh, it's a song about climate change. How long till we wake up? Um, And it's all showing pictures of scuba divers. So not having any problems looking at anything. So I just wanted you guys to know. Uh, I know. It's called Chasing Coral. So there's that. Welcome back to the show, and hold on, caller. I just wanted to mention Inside Out Hyperbarics. Make sure you get over and get an, uh, get your own hyperbaric machine. If we haven't learned anything by now, it's that you better be in control of your health. And don't give that up to socialized medicine or incompetency. Please, please go get a hyperbaric machine. You can get it in your home. You can pay on it later. They're affordable, and, uh, and you can help others with it as well. What a great resource. Please go to InsideOutHyperbarics.com, InsideOutHyperbarics.com, and uh, and get one ordered for yourself. And then also go to PrepareWithKate.com. They have an extra $100 off on the three-month supply, and you can make payments on it, small, affordable little payments, uh, to meet your budget every, every uh, month so that it works for you, okay? Especially those on a set income. Please make sure you have some food. And get the commemorative coin, if you can, please. Help the show help free speech and help us stay on the air. We need it right now desperately. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. So uh, you have so many points we could touch on, but one thing is uh, I'm 43, growing up in the 80s. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to die from uh, acid rain yeah. and yeah. the ozone layer disappearing. I mean, I was very, very much drilled into it. Yeah, that was a tough um, moment in our history. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, they, that was the big push. That was, was the huge. Big it, was, mm-hmm. it was over. It was all proven. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to dial back real quick, when you had spoke about uh, so many Republicans on board with Bush, mm-hmm. I actually was just starting to vote when the Patriot Act went in, and 
that I took my name after it because I read part of it. That's probably the biggest. People harp on Obamacare, but Republicans Bush puts through the biggest infringement on mm-hmm. American rights. If you read into Patriot Act, which they didn't. Yeah, it made citizens but, uh, into suspects. It did. Absolutely. And then you guys talked about the dynasties. There's an interesting breakdown of Gavin Newsom tied to Pelosi and all the families, how they're intermarried. Uh, um, so anyways, yeah. uh, appreciate your show, you and uh, I'll wait to fry with the ozone and that. <laughs> Everything else with us, with my right. level. Right. So, Thank have, you. Have a great Really day. appreciate nice. it. Thanks. Love the, love the phone call. Yeah, they all, they, it's her uh, nephew or... I don't know. They must do some weird satanic tribal thing, and they all yeah. get married in one big, one big cabal unit. I don't know these these families that run the world. It's very interesting, and you'll find that in the cities too. You'll find dynasties of families. Oh, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, but it's more a little more diabolical, I think, when it comes to those families. But that song by Kristen Bell, "Chasing <laughs> Coral," and she's really into it too in the video. But um, Hollywood is designed to sell this to you, and Hollywood will. And uh, they won't they won't ever r- relent on this topic of climate change, even though they're using they're using their jets and their little SUVs. You know, it's kind of one of the big tells, really, when they all jet jet over to the uh, mm-hmm. over to the international type meetings yeah. in their planes. And and like Dan Pena said in the beginning of this hour, it's not a fart in the wind. And they would not give you money on 30, 40 year mortgages. And you would have to disclose that as a possible, even a possible thing that could happen. Mm. They don't do that. That's how you're able to get the loans. I think it's time that the people realize that mm-hmm. this isn't going to happen until after they're dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, that's so true. And I, just to kind of give you a glimpse, 2006, ladies and gentlemen, 2006, Seriously, almost 20 years ago now, mm-hmm. uh, 15 years ago. New insight into the disappearing Arctic sea ice. How many years can you lose ice before you don't have any? And then you can go up and you can actually see satellite images that we have a lot of ice. Yeah. You think you've been lied to? Why doesn't anyone ever ask this? Where's all the polar bear? Where's all the polar bears buried? Where, where's all the death that was occurring because they were starving over the last 20 years? Yeah. It just is all fiction. It's all fiction, but somehow they've convinced mm-hmm. a huge percentage of people to believe it. I know. Do you want to know a big difference? There's a big difference in this, and let me, I'll just point this out really quickly. I pointed this out before, I think, on the show. Climate change people are hysterical and in fear over climate change, okay? It's been happening, I guess, in their eyes for 60 years, brought on by a, a Nazi scientist who said it was a theory, and Al Gore took that and thought, ooh, I can get into government with this issue, and made it into an issue, okay? Mm-hmm. So then we had this full-on issue. That's why he was at the head of, you're going to fry on a sidewalk by 2013 climate change movies, okay? So, um, and he made a gazillion dollars off of it. So you have a climate change crazy person who can't see the obvious of what we just pointed out refuses to see it because they they are just so indoctrinated and brainwashed now that same person might turn around and say the same thing about me or you Mm -hmm. you conspiracy theorists you always think the the world is going to crap now (laughs) and that government is infringing on you Mm -hmm. now which one of us has proof (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that's us um 
we have a lot of proof because you have less freedom. You're paying more in taxes and uh, there's more freedom of speech issues going on. And we have a lot more things happening to us, especially with uh, the government taking away your freedoms, your business, uh, telling you you have to get shot up in order to work certain places. I have loads of proof. And here's the kicker. Not only do I have proof right now about how much has changed in the last two decades, I also have history and every single government and populace and citizenry before me since the since Adam and Eve to prove that government only goes one way and it goes against the people. Don't know how else to say it. Yeah, but it's for our own good, you well, see. That's what you miss. It's for our own good. It's for our own good. <laughs> they know best. Yeah. You wouldn't be saving the climate if they didn't yeah. make you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, because I know I always try to look at the argument both ways. And I'm sure they could say that about, no, you, you live in fear because the government is collapsing. Mm-hmm. But I actually have, we have proof of that. Yeah. I, I have tons of proof. I have tons of history. I have tons of everything. Climate change fanatics don't have any proof behind them. They have a book called Silent Spring. <laughs> Other than that, they don't, they don't have anything. It's, it's smoke and mirrors. And like this, this person that works for the White House oversees climate change. She actually had to do something very nefarious to get published and to get her stuff out there. And she also had to have nepotism involved and she had to hire somebody she knew. So she could manipulate it. Mm-hmm. And she's on a code of conduct. She's actually barred from the national science. So a lot of scientists are like this. Oh. And, and I, I would venture to bet, I would probably bet a million dollars if I had it, that every single scientist expert you see on TV has gotten a ginormous grant from our government mm-hmm. for spilling this information to you about climate change. And there's always a money trail. It's... And what are we doing? We're passing $390 billion. Now, here's another kicker. When was the last time you actually saw one of our Republicans, I say that because I'm a Republican, say anything about climate change and ask why that money's in there and ask what it's going to? Please, I would love to know the last time you saw anybody stand up against this or say that they could not receive this money and even did an investigation on it to find out where the money was going. Actually, I think what they actually say is, well, it exists. It's just not as bad as those Cocoa Puffs say it is. Oh, so they go <laughs> they, along they with go the narrative. They go along with the narrative, but yes, it's not and the really lies. as bad as so, they say. We have to just put up with that. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering about that because I don't remember the last time I ever, I ever saw that. Yeah. They don't say yeah. it doesn't exist. Yeah. So now you know why. Now you know why. You, we, we have our detection radar out there for uh, all the politicians being completely bought and sold because they have to react that way. You can't put up a fight. Otherwise, people would start to ask the most obvious questions. Oh, yeah. Has it ever impacted me? I've been told it is, but I, ha- I don't really I don't think so. If you got people to ask those questions, they'd be irate. Where's $390 billion going to in this particular yeah. bill? Yeah. Where is it Where going? Where is it going? What are they, what are they doing with it? They're, they can't fix anything because there's nothing to fix. Yeah. So it's not going there. Yeah, they poofing up new clouds. or <laughs> What are they doing with it? 
I, I think they're just it's paying it to question. their own companies to produce nothing. Yep. That's exactly what. And that's how you know both sides are, are in on this. Yep. Whenever you see a narrative and you know it's BS and the other side just barely ever even mentions it. And I mean barely. You know, right? You know there's the both sides are working together. We don't have heroes on the right. I, I just wish people, and I hate that reality, I really do, because I, everybody wants a hero, just like the song. Everybody wants, everybody wants somebody to come flying out of the sky and helping, you know, help us, but we don't have heroes in government at all. There isn't one, because they do a fake fight. They do a fake fight at best. That's the best thing they can produce is a fake fight. The November election mm-hmm. could be a terrific thing for us. There are so many mm-hmm. freshman congressmen that are going to take office mm-hmm. and just watch them and see how fast they get corrupted. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> because right now they look pretty mm-hmm. good, some of them. Yeah. But let's see how fast they get corrupted. It's so true. You know what I like, too? I like uh, headline wars. Um, inside climate news. I, I wonder which way they swing. Inside climate news.org. I can't make that up. Um, polar ice is disappearing, setting off climate alarms. What climate alarms? I'm just wondering what those are. What are those benchmarks? Anyway, that was 2017. But 2015 from science.org, volume loss from Antarctic ice shelves is accelerating, right? But then, but then they had. A 40-year record reveals gradual Antarctic ice, sea ice, increasing. <laughs> that was PNAS.org. And uh, this was 40-year study, 40-year record of it increasing. I wonder which it is. Maybe we should consult science. That's how frustrating this is. I Headline wars are real. So... This is why you don't see the politicians fighting it. We don't see anybody nope. doing anything about it to correct it. And if you are a newscaster, part of the media, you will believe in climate change. If you are in Hollywood, right, you will believe in climate change. You'll sing songs about it. Yep. You'll talk about it with your Oscar. <laughs> you, will, you will make sure and have some piece of propaganda that exclaims that you're for it. Now, I say that you might not believe me. Go look up your favorite star and then look up the words climate change. And I'm going to bet, just like most men are dressed like women in the movies, they have to at least once, right? Especially black comedians. Mm -hmm. They have to go through that ritual. They are expected to dress in drag at least once. I just watched a movie with Gene Hagman in, in drag, right? But they have to do that at least once. It's the same thing. You'll find some comment from the star you like saying climate change is real. They're worried about the planet. Oh, yada, 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 yada. Leonard DiCaprio, yada, yada, yada. Seriously, go do it. You'll find something because it's part of their little ritual. You got to get them on the hook to promote, promote, promote. This is why people are chosen in Hollywood. They'll, they'll, they'll say whatever, whatever the government wants them to say in order to have that job because there's a lot of handlers in those studios. That will do so. So, uh, I loved the Brian Cat um, uh, speech about or, or interview about climate change. So, I'll go ahead and put that on as a solo piece, a solo clip on SoundCloud today. 
and uh, I'll put up the Dan Pena clip. <laughs> so, a fart in the wind. You can you can listen to that one. But that that clip by Brian Cat would be a really good one to have your kids listen to too, because both are filled with good good um, pieces about climate change and what a what a disastrous little story this is about them. How many lies are told? But it's a great piece for your kids to kind of get the outlay of of what cyclical means and how they're using cyclical to go into human manipulation. And that's what we're talking about with climate change. Climate change is human manipulation. There is no such thing. You, you, you can't affect it. Unless you're a super big bad narcissist and you think that you can either cure or attribute to the atmosphere or the <laughs> weather or, or clouds. I mean, if you're that big of a narcissist, maybe, but... You think, Uncle Yep, Nancy? I think. I'm, I'm going to go home and put on a coat. I'm getting chilly. I'm going to go say a prayer for all the polar bears <laughs> that are apparently starving now for 20 years. You guys, uh, be faithful, be fearless. See you back tomorrow with George Webb and Investigator Dave on tomorrow Friday show. So see you back then.